Welcome to the magical journey of teaching and we've just gone through such a strange and amazing and crazy time in the world, not just with the COVID-19 pandemic and potentially the second wave hitting many countries, but also experiencing the very volatile 2020 USA presidential elections. And so I thought as teachers and as learners ourselves, what can we learn from these presidential elections and what can we highlight for our learners what they can learn and so the first point is going to be don't give up don't ever give up and in fact there is a saying in the states it's not over until the fat lady sings but then of course it's over and we tell our learners to when they play sport when they practice when they do things new we tell our children when they practice an instrument We are telling people all the time to never give up, keep going, never give up. And this is often attributed to um, Winston Churchill, the British Prime Minister who led the country to victory in the Second World War. And I wanted to read you the quote because in fact it is a little different from the way we know it. We keep hearing going, never, never, never give up. And in fact, his quote was um, from a a presentation he did at a school for boys, the Harrow School. And this is actually what Winston Churchill said at that talk. He said, this is the lesson, boys, never give in, never give in, never, 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 in nothing great or small, large or petty, Never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. And I think that's a really, really important point because what we are then teaching our learners is that it is important to keep going. You you need to learn how to keep going and not just give up, give in. But Winston Churchill's quote really shows us that it's when we do give in when we do decide it is a concerted decision we make and we do not make it lightly we make it based on convictions of honor and good sense and then one actually has a right to give up and justify and not feel like a loser and not feel weak for giving in and so as we teach our learners this really important point and principle, we also have to learn then not to criticize our learners when they do decide to give up. As long as they're able to justify, not necessarily prove to us, but justify to themselves why they are doing so. That it's not just giving in without thought, not just giving in because something is hard, but to conviction and honor, I believe something that maybe the American president should be reading, learning or be reminded of, the very wise words of the British Prime Minister. Come back soon because I've got some really interesting points to discuss in what we can learn from the USA 2020 elections. Something closely linked to not giving up is the issue of what to do when you're wrong, what to do when you lose and when you win. 
And so let's start with when you're wrong and when you fail, what does one do? A friend of mine, my friend John Maxwell, wrote a really wonderful book called Failing Forward. And his main challenge was for us as leaders, and of course remember as teachers we are leaders, to when we fall, when we fail, to fail forward, meaning we take responsibility and learn as much as we can from the failure, holding our heads up high, but to not waste the failure, but to truly learn from it. And some really good questions to ask ourselves when we have failed is to think to ourselves, how do we maximize this failure as an opportunity? So maybe spending some time reflecting, thinking of what you could have done differently, what you did, thinking through blow by blow, what could have led to it, reflecting. One could think of, you know, was it a single mistake I made or is it a series of mistakes? Am I seeing a trend, a pattern in what I'm doing? Considering if it's an internal problem or challenge in yourself as a teacher and reflecting on that, or if it was an external challenge, an external problem experienced that led to the mistake. Thinking too about what could you have paid more attention to, spent more time on, and then considering the mistake you made and the implications. If you had 2020 vision, looking back in hindsight, what would you have done differently if you could do it right now all from the start? And then thinking how you can apply it going forward, not just in the same situation or similar one, but in other areas. What can you learn to implement and generalize what you've learned in other situations? And of course, what do we do when we win? Teaching our learners to win with dignity, win with humility, and not rub it in people's faces. And always to remember that when we make mistakes and when we lose, to also lose with honor. So as a teacher, think about when last you made a mistake in class and how you handled it. Were you a role model of honorable mistakes? apologizing or recognizing, admitting what you've done especially in front of the learners. And as much as we sometimes see that as possibly a weakness or embarrassing, very often these are the times when we teach our learners the most, when they learn the most from us is when we step up at difficult times, especially when we make mistakes. And then of course, far more closely linked to the presidential elections. What do you do when you lose or when you win? Well, I would say, friends, teachers, when we win, we hold our heads up, but not too high. Let's keep them low enough to be humble, obviously enjoy the win, but not to gloat. But more importantly, when we lose, How do we lose with honor and to make sure we model that for our learners? Because we all know that other than the win and maybe the second place, every other learner either is a loser or feels like a loser. Because really how how important is third and fourth place 
for a learner who's wanting to make a difference in their sport. You know, get the prize for maths, get the stars, the top student, the medal. And so teaching them, modeling for them, and reading about other famous losers on how to keep your head up high, how to make sure that you congratulate and recognize the other person's win, recognize their success. And then, of course, to kind of go away and reflect, but not beat yourself up. And of course, when you win, to recognize others around you. Because if you are running on your own, you wouldn't win anything. You would just be running on your own. And only because others ran with you and came second, third, and even last. That is the only reason you are able to win. And when we explain that to our learners, I believe we'll be teaching them far more than just the subjects we teach. But we will be teaching them and modeling for them really key principles in life and reminding ourselves as teachers that we have so much more to teach our learners than just the subjects we teach. In the next section, we're going to talk about how you deal with bullies when life falls apart. As we think back to school when we were learners, we all experienced bullies. People that pushed us around, did it publicly, often in private, and just were horrible to us. And of course, we always saw other people being bullied. Now, whether they are your peers, your students, or parents, you too can be bullied as a teacher. And so now's the time for you to think through, and if you're a young teacher, particularly as you prepare to go into the class or if you're an old teacher and you're getting to the end of your career how should you and how do you deal with bullies but the first thing is to acknowledge and notice when you are being bullied thinking of peers your co-teachers at lunchtime in the staff room or just in snide remarks in the sports field when are you being bullied and when do you need to stand up Stand firm. Make a stand for what you believe in and against the way they talk to you or others. So number one, it's to know when people are being bullied. And at this stage, one often has to just follow one's gut and also know one's principles. Students can bully you. Now, what does that look like? Those are the students that could necessarily be coming into your class and really just making it really uncomfortable for you, not listening being defiant or getting others to do things with them as they stand up against you, bully you. And as a teacher, this is a very difficult time. How does one deal with a student or can a student even bully me? Does it indicate that you're weak as a teacher? Well, no. Bullies are bullies and they can do it to both young and old. And recognize what it is. Recognize what they do. And then find strategies to handle this. And we're not going to be looking too much at strategies now. But to make sure that you do stand up. Stand firm. Draw a line in the sand. And call their bluff. Call attention to it. Because very often bullies do things behind the scenes. When no one else is looking. 
But of course, some bullies actually do it when people are looking to get the attention. Very often, we diffuse a situation, particularly when we are teachers, and laugh it off or totally ignore it. And of course, to remind ourselves that we never stoop to their level and never bully students back. And so now for you to think about, are you perhaps a bully with either your peers or your students? And that's a fine line because as teachers, we have positions of power. As teachers, we are an authority and we do draw the line and give our students parameters and and how they need to follow rules and, and our assignments. But knowing the difference between using the power and the authority we have and the fine line of when it becomes bullying. So to be truly reflective of what you do on a daily basis, if you can, Every time a child walks out the class, if there was that nagging feeling that something you did was wrong or how you did it, be aware, make a note, and very often teachers to keep a journal. And then, of course, can parents bully you as a teacher? Can parents insist that you do certain things? Can parents write letters and want you to change punishments, consequences? Can parents empower or instill so much um, pride in their children that the children and parents both bully you? And of course, at parents' evenings and when you have meetings, to be aware of that. Prepare ahead of time with strategies that you know you need to stand up to that. And of course, to always be aware of the fact that we don't want to become bullies. And then in the same vein, but not the same, When one feels bullied publicly or privately, and particularly as teachers when we're in the class or in front of our learners doing sports when another teacher says something perhaps sarcastic, what does one do when you feel you're on the spot or when life falls apart or you've lost your temper, things are going badly, and particularly during the pandemic? We are all experiencing various mental health challenges, whether it's depression, frustration, anger, anxiety, or just a general apathy. How we do things, how we say things, not just what we say and what we do, are really, really important because someone is always watching. Let's not make promises we cannot keep. Let's learn to love and honor and respect our learners. And to always remember, Very often the loudest lesson and the most important thing we teach our learners and that learners will remember is not what we said, but what we did. And in the next section, I'm going to end with my favorite poem ever and that of my father. The poem called If by Rudyard Kipling. Something that we can implement and what we can learn, not just from the presidential elections, but what can we learn from a gentleman of honor and how to become adults of honor. And now as we end, sit back, close your eyes, and let me read you my favorite poem by Rudyard Kipling, If. Now consider that this was written at a time that he was creating the image of someone's journey towards manhood, or as we should now say, adulthood. Universal principles, and so whether you're a man or woman, 
or whether you're gender neutral. Whatever the gender you choose, this poem can really have a powerful impact if we allow the image to speak to us. If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired of waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating. And yet, don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Thank you for joining me today on the wonderful journey of teaching. See you soon.